0: On today's Good Word, we're talking about the Savior chosen before and humility leading to glittering futures. The Savior's name as we know it in English isn't what his contemporaries would have called him. Jesus is a Latinization of the name Yeshua, while Christ is the title that comes from a Greek word meaning anointed. Many languages and cultures have different pronunciations and titles of reverence for him. Many hold the same meaning that indicates the essential and unique mission he fulfilled. During his lifetime, his followers mostly referred to him as people referred to everyone, indicating where they're from. He was Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus, son of Joseph, rather than the coming Christ. But after his death and resurrection, the importance of his mission became so important, it became attached to his name. But this idea of anointing was not something the disciples came up with on their own. The scripture of the Israelites was full of prophecies on a coming Messiah, promising liberation and salvation through the power of God. No book of scripture is more dedicated to telling of the coming Savior than Isaiah, who indicates in chapter 61 that he will be chosen before, prepared specifically for such a mission. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Though Isaiah lived long before Jesus was born into mortality, Isaiah's writings frequently speak very clearly on the coming Messiah, giving clarity to both the ancient and modern people of God on God's purpose. Isaiah emphasizes the relief that the Lord will bring to the meek and the downtrodden, giving good where there was suffering and giving life where there was death. In this way, He was a great equalizer, restoring hope where there was none. Rather than just a conquering hero or a political king, the Lord's greatness comes from his humility, his willingness to serve. He didn't spend his life catering to the rich and powerful who could benefit him. His focus was always on those who needed his service. Born into a poor family, in a subjugated nation, He didn't seem to be of any consequence to anyone who looked with purely mortal eyes, but his humble circumstances perfectly suited his mission to bring hope to the downtrodden and light to a dark world. Those who'd been brought low by life were ready to hear his message and ready to receive the blessings he brought, while those who already had Earth's power didn't see a need for this. This pattern continues long after his death with humility As a prerequisite for faith even once he stepped into his full identity as the son of god the savior continues to stretch his arms out to those who most need it becoming a disciple of jesus christ doesn't require deep pockets or a huge sphere of influence we don't need our life perfectly together with all our problems squared away the gospel of jesus christ is meant to help in all parts of our life not just a few select areas And no matter where we begin, the Lord and his gospel show us where we're all going and where we're all needed. And that's the good word.